The following podcast is a production of Vital for Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to the Vital for Women podcast, where we share the stories of successful businesswomen and discuss how the benefits of abundant, affordable, and accessible energy positively impacts their business. I'm your host, Lynn Granger, and today I welcome Representative Polly Lawrence to the show. Representative Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Wonderful. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do right now. Uh, Right now, I am finishing up my political career at the state legislature. I've served for six years. And maybe going back to our construction company, we own a company that builds roads and bridges around Colorado and neighboring Rocky Mountain states. But I'm also really looking forward to working with the energy industry and talking to folks, you know, like my neighbors, to explain how important it is that we have reliable, affordable energy in Colorado and how it affects not only our businesses, but our families. Absolutely. So going back there, you said you've got the construction background. How did that get you to the state legislature? Can you talk a little bit about your journey there? Um, So I had worked at our family company for probably 25 to 30 years. Wow. Um, No judgment on my age here. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment here. Um, But what I had seen is I was the contract manager, and my contracts went from being 10 to 12 pages to 25 to 30 pages just because of laws that were passed on the state and federal level. And quite honestly, it was driving me crazy. It wasn't making my business any more efficient. Mm -hmm. It was just costing me time and energy to chase down every page that I sent out to subcontractors and suppliers. And I thought, well, there has to be a better way to do this. Obviously, these people who are writing these laws don't know what they're talking about when it comes to business. (laughs) So an opportunity came along. I ran for state representative and was elected in 2012. And I think we've done some pretty good stuff down there. I have not really cut down the size of my subcontracts, unfortunately, (laughs) but we have gotten some other things done. And it has been the most fascinating thing because there is something new every day that involves and affects people across Colorado in so many different ways. It's amazing how you really joined for that reason that you were personally feeling you know, the burden of, you know, regulations, and you wanted to do something about it. So congratulations. I think that's wonderful. Thanks. Like I said, it has been the most interesting job I think I've ever had. So moving on to energy, um, let's talk a little bit about how energy affected your uh, life in with construction, and then maybe some of the interactions you had with the energy industry as a state legislator as well. I would say the way our company interacted with energy companies was more on the construction side. So it was you know, scheduling and coordinating with energy companies as we were trying to build a roadway or build a bridge to make sure that they were out of the way and we didn't cut any lines because that is, Mm -hmm. quite honestly, a construction company's nightmare that they would cut a fiber optic line or a gas line or an electric line that would affect thousands of people in that area. So there is close coordination between 
construction companies and utility companies when it comes to building roadways and any sort of construction underground work. But when I got to the legislature, it really broadened out because then it was looking at not only where these companies locate their lines, but it was also about how they produce the energy and is it affordable and reliable and how does that affect the people across Colorado? Did you learn something you maybe didn't know before about the energy industry? Oh, I learned a lot. First of all, that I am not an energy expert. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, unfortunately, I think there's some legislators who won't admit that. Mm -hmm. I openly admit that. Um, And I go to the experts to answer my questions. I would say one of the things that I learned was just how renewable energy standards has affected the energy production across Colorado. And as much as we hear we want to have renewables, the Mm -hmm. wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine in Colorado. And you have to have either natural gas or coal burning in the background so that we have that consistent source of energy to meet the needs of a growing state. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's a lot of talk right now in our state around the energy industry and and setbacks and different things. How do you feel about that, and what is your perspective? Well, I think the COGCC has done a really good job of balancing safety and environmental concerns with the needs of the oil and gas industry and the landowners. So I'm very reluctant to change those setbacks. And if you look at a map, it would basically shut down oil and gas exploration along the Front Range. You would still have areas on the western slope but quite honestly their abundance isn't quite as robust as say in Weld County and northeastern Colorado and it could have a devastating effect on farmers and ranchers because when they have a downturn in economics and market forces for their products they rely on those royalty payments from oil and gas so it could have a huge impact not just to the oil and gas industry but to farmers and ranchers and to those associated industries that work with oil and gas. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the COGCC. Can you explain for those that aren't familiar with that what that is? And I know that's a little pretty unique to Colorado to have the COGCC. Can you explain a little bit about that? The COGCC is the Colorado Oil and Gas Conservation Commission, and it is made up of regulators and members of the industry. And they really have a pretty robust discussion on what works and what doesn't work balancing out the needs of citizens of Colorado and the environmental community along with the oil and gas community and those folks who are producers. I think they've done an excellent job and they continue to have conversations. So it's not a static committee. They are always working on something. Mm. And I would say, you know, I was able to take a tour of a frac site with Bayswater, I think two or three years ago which was fascinating to actually see what the fracking material is and how they are able now to have multiple sites at one pad site. So they'll move the drill rig, you know, maybe 10 or 15 feet, drill a new well, move it again. So instead of having drill rigs set up all over a section of land, they're concentrated in one area. So it has a much smaller footprint than it used to have. The technology that we have right now is just amazing. And the way it's being utilized in Colorado is definitely a leader in the country. Is that something you would recommend maybe to your fellow legislators and future legislators to take a similar tour and to just get a little more educated on 
the industry? Oh, absolutely. I always recommend taking tours of different industries, especially oil and gas, because it has such a big impact on the economy in Colorado. But you could also recommend taking tours of construction sites and rural electric facilities to look at how they balance out their energy that they produce for their customers. You know, firsthand experience and talking to the people who actually work on those sites, you get such insight to the industry and how the safety features are and what exactly they go through to make sure that their site is safe and efficient. Um, I understand you recently joined the advisory board for Vital for Women, uh, which is a project of Vital for Colorado. Are you excited about that? Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I was really honored to be asked to uh, step up to that role. And I'm looking forward to having that conversation, you know, with my neighbors and women around the state, just educating people. I think that is probably the biggest job that we have as leaders in any industry or as political leaders is educating not only our constituents, but other folks around the state as to what the real facts are associated with oil and gas and energy production across Colorado. So I'm really looking forward to uh, this role on the Vital Advisory Board. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Representative Lawrence, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. This episode and all others of the Vital for Women podcast can be found at vitalforcolorado.com slash women. New episodes are available each Tuesday and can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Our executive producers, Debbie Brown and Amplify Strategies. Our technical producers, John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. I'm your host, Lynn Granger. Thank you for listening and welcome to the conversation.